Hey guys, it's Vanessa Panusa here. Make sure you guys tune into Shooting the Breeze podcast at 4pm on Friday. Welcome to this episode of Shooting the Breeze. This week it's Vanessa Panousas joining us just before she heads off to Europe to play another season in the Greek League. Vanessa, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really well. So Vanessa, we'll start off by talking to you about your background, how you got into basketball, just so any listeners who aren't as familiar with you can get mm-hmm. a bit of an idea of, uh, of your basketball background. Well, it all started pretty much, I mean, you know, all the backyard basketball with my brother and then my sister here and there, but more with my brother. Uh, he started basketball with a group of his friends and then I would always go to pretty much every basketball game of his and then I'd, I'd pick up a ball and was like, you know what, I actually really like this game. So I started playing, started playing with a group of my friends from out of school and then he pretty much started from there, um, played club for CYS Basketball um, then went and played representative basketball for Sydney Comets from triple bottom age under 12s all the way through to top age under 18s, which I loved all those years. And then played state team for New South Wales Metro, bottom age, top age 16s, bottom age, top age 18s, and then only played one under 20s nationals. And then I was off to college and went to Virginia Tech, studied and played there for four years, came home, started in the WNBL um, for Adelaide Lightning, then played my second year, of course, for Sydney Flames, and then last year was playing in Lefkada, Greece. So that's pretty much my little background on basketball. There's quite a bit packed in there. <laughs> One of the things that you kind of brushed over was the fact that you've picked up some medals playing for Australia with the Sapphires, oh, Gems, yes, and yes. the uh, University in uh, South Korea. How did that yes. feel? It was actually amazing. I mean, as a young kid, it's a dream of yours to play for your country. Um, Obviously, under 70, it's a pretty young age because we started preparing when we were 15. It was about a two-year preparation period. So we're all pretty much 15 years old. Um, So it's a pretty young age um, and you're about to represent your country. It was awesome, though. It was a really tight-knit group of girls. Um, We all got along. We played awesome on the court as well. Like, we clicked because we we got along so well off the court. We came fifth in those championships. Um, Obviously, we were hoping for a medal, but we didn't get there. Then I went on and played for the Gems under-19s. So that was a pretty quick turnaround. It was pretty much the next year right after that. So it wasn't much preparation time. Um, But again, the girls were awesome. We actually ended up coming third, which was a great achievement for us. And then, yeah, went and played for university games. I played two years for the university games for Australia. Um, and that was, again, that was a great experience playing with older people. Obviously, some had already played um, for the Opals or in the development squad for the Opals. So just being around those girls with such such big experience was a really good experience for me as well. And yeah. um, so tell me something. You, you played the university games in South Korea. Did you get a chance uh-huh. to have a little bit of a look around South Korea while you were there? Uh, we did a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, it was an awesome culture, actually. And I obviously... To be honest, it wouldn't be something that would be on my bucket list to go to. So basketball obviously takes us to so many different countries and new experiences. So it was awesome to experience the South Korean culture and traditions and stuff. Um, They also actually have really great coffee. Did not expect that at all. Their coffee is very good there. So Okay. (laughs) So hang on. Let's just go into that for a second. 
got mm-hmm. really good coffee in South Korea. There's a plus there for people who want to go and visit South Korea. You know you're going to get for a good sure. coffee. For sure. And their hospitality, like they, the people there were awesome. Like so nice. You're always wanting, obviously always wanting a photo with um, everyone and like always saying, hi, how are you? Like, can I help you with anything? So their hospitality was really great there as well. One of the questions I want to ask about when I was sort of looking into Virginia Tech, it's really kind of in a very small town. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. So funny you actually said that. So in the whole recruiting process, normally, as you've probably heard, people go on visits, right, to actually go see the university, see if you like it um, and all that stuff. So because I was actually in U12 when they were recruiting me and I had the under-19s coming up, so I didn't really have much time to go visit the different colleges. Um, I was in U12 doing my HSC. I had jams camps here and there. So I was actually missing a fair bit of school. To the people that were recruiting me, I was like, I actually don't have time to come on a visit. So I just had to gather all this information from different sources, um, from different coaches that had heard about all the schools, and then also online as well. So I had to do my research. And then I literally picked on what people had told me, what information I had I'd gotten from the internet, and just based my um, decision off of that. So that was a very um, different way to go about it. And even my coach had said he had never heard of anyone not going on an official visit to actually see the college before they had committed. Does that mean to say that when you arrived, you were a little bit surprised by the size of the place? Very surprised. So my auntie had actually come over with me and we got picked up from the airport. So it's in Blacksburg, which is a small, it's a really small town. Um, It's obviously a college town. So it got picked up from the airport and it's about... 35, 40 minute drive to Blacksburg. We're driving along and all we see is green farms. I look at her <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in the back seat and I, I'm like, wow, where have I actually committed to the next four years of my life? I was like, wow, this is going to be interesting. So it was a bit interesting at first, a bit of a shock to the system, but um, no, it actually was the best decision I ever made. Best four years of my life. Yeah. I think if I had, gone and visited I probably would have looked at it and be like no way I cannot come here and then I wouldn't have experienced so kind of a blessing guys that I didn't go on an official visit and then with being such a college town and not much to do I guess it made me focus more on the basketball aspect and also academics so I wasn't out you know doing other stuff I was kind of focused and forced to focus on my basketball and my academics. I would have obviously had opportunity to visit places not too well Relatively not too far away. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We were always in Charlotte, North Carolina, which was an easy two, two and a half hour drive. Obviously, for Christmas time, made a few trips to New York, uh, went to Atlanta a few times. So, yeah, I, I definitely got to see a bit of America. I'm not not saying I didn't, but um, I think just when you were in the school year, you know, not many distractions, like you weren't near beaches, you weren't near um, big shopping centres, you, know? you know. You were kind of forced to actually work on your basketball, work on your academics. So I think that really helped me whilst I was there at Virginia Tech. You did do one season with the Flames as a development player. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that season. I loved it, actually. Um, You know, playing against bigger bodies. I think that's what really helped me get ready for college because in college you're you're all 18 to 22 years old. So I was was practicing against much older women, much older... um, I mean, not much older, much much bigger bodies as well. You know, mature bodies, mature minds, high IQ players. So I think playing with those people every day 
really helped me with my basketball IQ and learning from their actions. So especially if, even if I wasn't really on the floor, if I was on the sideline watching, even just watching their body language, watching the way they move, the way they read the game. Yeah, I think that's what was one of the benefits of being a development player for the Flames. When you um, came back after college, mm-hmm. um, how did your family feel about you going to Adelaide rather than <laughs> being in Sydney? Rather than Sydney. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, um, a bit awkward that I actually didn't play for Sydney coming out of college. Uh, but again, it was a great situation that was given to me. Um, Chris Lucas was the head coach and he was actually the assistant coach for the, the under-17s Australia team. So I had a good relationship with him and the situation at Adelaide was, I felt like was really good for me. You know, he's a great coach. He knows my game. I know the way he coaches and the team that he had put together, I felt, I felt really confident in that. So I felt like for a first year out, um, it wasn't going to be a bad situation. I know that um, the games when you did come, like when Adelaide was playing <laughs> Sydney at home, the, yeah, uh, big, the, cra- the crowd volume went there. up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. And my dad had made um, shirts, actually, with some producer's shirts. Which, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I was embarrassed, but I was, I was a bit shocked when I came to the um, arena and I saw that. But it's all good. Loved it. Loved the fan. <laughs> <laughs> the year after you came, you, ca- you came back home to Sydney. And yeah. um, that's a season I want to talk a little bit about to get your feedback on because it was, it was a tough season for the team. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. Um, you know, you were always, you know always had a really positive outlook. How did you find that whole season for you? Obviously, when you play basketball, you know, you want to win. You play to win. We didn't have a very good season. We were pretty unlucky with injuries, not going to lie. Um, I think Talia was in, injured. Sarah got injured a fair bit. Britt was injured. Um, obviously, Ali with her horrific knee injury. So we had a f- fair few players out. And obviously... When you come into practice every day, you know that, you know, we're down on players. And if you come into practice with a poor attitude, grumpy for whatever reason, it's not going to help the situation. I feel like if you come in with a positive outlook, this is the way I've lived my life, like in everything I do, not just basketball. If you come into a situation with a positive outlook, hopefully it rubs off on your teammates, on your coaches, and it just it just picks up that energy a little bit. I feel like that's really important. If someone sees you in a good mood, it could fix their mood, you know, make practice better. We all become better players. I think having a positive attitude really helps you get through seasons, whether you're winning or losing. Um, you know, things are going to go well, things are going to go bad, but it's the way that you react to that. Yeah, it was, it, it was a tough year, but I feel like even us girls as like teammates, we all got so much closer. Um, you know, I think our friendships still stand. And in the end, I think even though we didn't have the wins, you know, I think as teammates, as people, um, we got a lot closer and we appreciated each other's, each other's talents because we were trying so hard. Like, you know, we were down players, um, so we had to find something deeper, and I think we did. i got to say that the, the spirit of the team was really solid all the way through the season. Um, yeah. A few weeks ago, we had Jeff Tripp on the show, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how he goes through shooting the team during games. And yep. uh, we talked about one of the photos he took on Media Day with you and Britt, uh, which, was, <laughs> which was like one of the, the more popular photos for the fans. We've heard Jeff's take on it. What, mm-hmm. what was, I'd like to hear your take on that particular photo. Brittany's smart. Love her. Got to love it. Me and Brittany actually had, we had a pretty funny relationship. You know, I feel like I would always tease her a little bit, but she was really good. She always took it. She always took it on the back and she, she would, she would give it back as well. So 
Um, me and Britt had a really good relationship. Um, she was an awesome person, great player. You know, she really is a professional athlete. Um, loves a recovery, loves a good recovery, takes care of her body. Sometimes you need those goofy people in the team and whether that's going to help, you know, change another person's attitude on, on anything, I think that's going to help the team in the end. Whose idea was it to be on Brit's back? Was it you, uh, Jeff, to, or Brit? I'm actually not sure. It may have been a, me and Brit together. I'm not sure. You know what? I'm just going to blame Brittany for that. It could be Brit. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Yeah, look, it turned out to be, like I said, one of the, one of the more popular photos for the season. She can have the credit series. for that. I'll, she can have the credit. I'll give that to her. <laughs> she, she can have the credit. <laughs> okay. I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but I'd also mm-hmm. like to find out a bit uh, of your opinions. Uh, if you're talking to somebody who's considering U.S. college yep. and U.S. college life, what would you say to, or suggest to them based on your experience apart from you know, go visit the place. Yeah, right. First of all, don't just look at the name of the college that you may be attending or who's recruiting you. You know, I think a lot of kids these days, they just look, oh, they see Duke. Oh, yeah, it's a big school. I want to go there. They see North Carolina. Oh, yeah, that's a big school. I want to go there. They see Stanford. I want to go there. It doesn't matter about the name of the college. I feel like you got to really find out about the culture of the school that you're going to, the culture of your coach the culture that he is building within the team, really get to know your coach and your assistant coaches really well. Um, See the relationship that you guys have with them. Also see the roster. I feel like a lot of kids these days, they don't really look at the roster, which is actually a pretty important part when deciding which college you want to go to. You don't want to be going in with a lot of young players at the beginning. Like, will you get court time in the end? Who knows? You want to kind of look at, are there juniors? Are there seniors on the on the team your freshman year you may not play a lot which is fine which is what happens to a lot of students but then you see a lot of juniors and seniors in the team they're going to be leaving within one to two years so so you're going to get your time to shine your sophomore your junior year you know what I mean like a lot of kids I don't feel like look at the roster part and then they just jump into oh yeah it's, it's a big university I'm going to go there you know what I mean so I think um really understanding the culture of what the coach is trying to build at that university is a big thing and also looking at the roster I think looking at the roster is a big thing looking at what their academics are like what you want to study do they have the courses there if not maybe you have to go another route so I think looking at the academic side also the basketball side you have to weigh out both you're there for both academics and basketball if you're failing your classes you're not going to be able to play so you got to be able to do your course be above a grade point average and also play basketball. Do you want to play at a lower level and then shine? That's fine. Or do you want to challenge yourself, play at a higher level, and then learn from the older people on the team? So I think there's a fair fair bit you have to consider when um, deciding which college you want to go to. Tell me, what did you study? Me? I actually have a Bachelor of Science. I studied human development. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell me, what is human development? I was hoping you weren't going to ask that. <laughs> um, it's basically, basically um, it had a bit of everything. It had a bit of psychology, a bit of um, like the body movements and all that. We didn't actually do science labs. So it was a bit of a level lower than science degree, I would say. That's also another thing you need to consider because I feel like if I would go back, I would actually study something that I was really interested in. Even though I wasn't really sure of what I wanted to study at the time, I think I 
should have studied something that I could use back here. I'm guessing if it's if it's a sort of a broad based degree, then potentially gives you some opportunities within sports, within yeah. uh, sports science and sports psychology. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah, but I still feel like you have to do another course on top of that. Does that mean that we'll be seeing Vanessa back at university? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Not sure about that. To be determined. <laughs> to be determined. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one as it goes. You've been playing in Greece. Uh, this is your, you're going into your second season. You chose to play initially, you played for Lefkada, which is over yep. on the west coast of Greece, quite a distance away from Athens and all the major cities that most people would be familiar with. Why did you choose to go over there? It was actually one of the decent offers that I actually got from Greece. And then when my agent, Sammy, had actually told me about it, saying that they're really interested, um, I felt like it was the best situation for me. I, I really wanted to play in Greece. The situation was good. Um, I spoke to the coach a little bit. They had just come down from Euro Cup too, so I knew it was going to be a good situation. They were in the Euro Cup the year before, but then when I played there last year, they had just dropped out. So um, I knew it was going to be a solid foundation there. But yeah, so I thought, you know, this is my opportunity to get my foot in the door in Greece, um, and then so people can get familiar with my face and my game. For this season, you're moving to another team, Yanina. So tell us a bit about this team and where they sit in the league and so on? So my coach has actually moved. So he was obviously left guard the last season. Now he's moved to Bastianana. So he was on my back um, constantly, like wanting me to play for him. And I love him. He was a great coach, great person, really got along with him. Um, you know, he knows my game well. I know the way he coaches. I feel like I can send messages, like especially to the imports that we have, so I'm like basically like the translator. So we have a really good relationship like that. And he, he gets it. Like he gets it, you know, we're away from home. So he was really good to us in Lefkada. So he moved teams to, to Barcelona. Um, so he wanted me there. I had a few other teams talking to me. Um, but in the end, you know, I went with my old coach, um, felt comfortable there. They're a really big club. They have a really big soccer team, really big fan base. Yeah, it's a really professional club. I spoke to a few of the previous um, players from last year who played there, asking, you know, a few questions, and they were really happy with the situation, said they were a really professional team. Um, they treated them great. So, you know, I feel like when I was talking to people, it ticked a few of the boxes and I was happy with. So, yeah, that's a little bit about them. They they had just come into the Greek Division One League last season, so this will be their second season in that. So they want to build on what they achieved last year. The team that you're going to move to, Paz Yanina, yep. they've got a soccer team and they've got a big fan base. I'm yep. curious, how does that large fan base translate for women's basketball? You know what? They're actually, their fans at women's, it used to be a full crowd. When we played them, we played them about three times and we had a few practice games against them. Full crowd every time, loud, obnoxious, you can't even hear each other on the court. They're really supportive of their women's basketball team. And that was another highlight for me that I wanted to be a part of that. You know, at the end of the game, the girls would go over to them. They'd be cheering for them. They'd sing their little song. I just really liked the culture that that they had there. But yeah, their fans were great for them. I mean, obviously obnoxious if you're on the other team, 
and now I'll be on the same team as them. So I'm sure I'm going to love it. Yeah, of course, of course. And the other thing that came up, and you've mentioned this before, for you, the relationship with the coach seems to be very important for selecting the teams that you play for. Can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that? I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing, you're playing for your coach. So I feel like if you don't get along with your coach, you're just going to butt heads. It's not going to be a good situation. You need a, it, it's a two-way street as well. Your coach needs to understand you, what you need to improve to make the team better. And then you've got to understand what the coach is asking of you. So I feel like if you guys can't come to terms with what each other wants, then it's going to be a tough season. Especially with my coach now, he actually speaks pretty good English. So that helps a lot. Um, even if he does speak Greek, it helps me, you know, improve my Greek. But yeah, I think having a relationship with your coach is a really big factor in deciding where I will play, um, especially because when I was younger, one of my coaches, Jacob, he, Jacob Jacobus, he was with me since I was seven years old training me. I've had a really good relationship up until now um, and still do to this day. So I think that if you have a good relationship with your coach, you're going to play the best that you can and they're going to coach the best that they can for you. That, and so, obviously, that leads to the next question about the season that you played with the Flames and your relationship with the coach, particularly given that it was such a tough season. How did your relationship with Cheryl help you with that particular season? Um, I love Cheryl. She was a great coach. Obviously, it was a bit difficult when she was um, flying back and forth from Melbourne. But, you know, even with the injuries, you don't wish that upon anyone. But that did give me a little bit of an opportunity and she would always grab me on the sideline and be like, this is a time for you to step up. Um, and like always, always give me a few tips of what to do in this situation. Since I am a point guard, you got to run the team. So, so being a point guard on WNBL team is a pretty big deal. Um, but she helped me through that. Not only the head coach you need a good relationship with, but also the assistants, obviously they're going to be a lot more involved in all the individual work, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, um, watching film learning from that not just on court stuff as well so yeah both Cheryl and Mark were awesome I'm going to ask you a bit of a left field question here Mm -hmm. what's the one thing you would like the fan base to know about you that they may not know um I would say I'm a really great singer a lot of people may disagree but I do believe (laughs) I am a really good singer (laughs) Okay, now that one that one's kind of surprised me as well. I didn't know that you were a singer. A lot of people, a lot of people may disagree, but I do believe <laughs> I am a good singer. So maybe you, you don't need to go ask people. Just just take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> and and when did this love of singing first show itself? Oh, uh, from a young age. From a young age, yeah. I mean, just yeah, just listen to songs in the car. Just blaring blaring the tunes you know singing long road trips oh they're the best ones long road trips okay and do you have a favorite uh no i sing anything really you sing anything yeah 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 Okay, any chance that we're going to get a bit a bit of an a cappella oh, no, song no. now no 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 are we going to get to see Vanessa Panousis back in the WNBL? I could, I could. You know, never say never. You know, I mean, I've been, I've loved playing in Greece and in Europe. 
you know, I think I want to do that for a few more years. But yeah, never say never. I could definitely be back in the WNBL. Um, I love it. It's a great league and it's growing every year. So I definitely do want to be a part of that in the years to come. Obviously, we we miss having your smiling face around while we're touching on the WNBL. You've obviously heard that the Kings and the Flames are now part of one organisation. Yeah, um, which is awesome. What do you think that's going to do in terms of the profile for women's basketball in Sydney and you know across Australia as well? I think it's going to do a lot of great things. Um, obviously, the Kings have a big fan base, and I feel like the Flames is growing each year. So... With that, I think, you know, obviously they can, like we have been doing in the last few years, playing doubleheader games um, with the Kings and then the Flames. So whether the Kings play first and then the Flames play after, um, I think it's just going to grow the knowledge of women's basketball. I think it's doing great things. And then the partnership, I mean, what can you say? I think, yeah. And you play, you played in one of the doubleheaders. Um, mm-hmm at Kudos Bank Arena. I mean, obviously playing college, you would have played in some, some big stadiums, but how does it feel walking out into a stadium that size in your hometown? It's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It was actually a pretty awesome experience. Um, especially if a lot of people now come to the women's game, it's going to be even better. Whether that means the Kings play beforehand and then the Flames play afterwards, but no, having that fan base really helps, especially in, in a close game situation, um, you know, it, it can determine a win or a loss. So I think having that, having the Kings and Flames join now um, is a really big step in the growth of women's basketball here. One question for, uh, this is probably a, a wider one for the fans, does your new team, do they stream mm-hmm. your, do they live stream their games? Um, so last season they didn't. It was only a few teams in Athens that did. Um, but now with... I mean, obviously, COVID-19, they may, whether or not fans will be able to come to the games. So they may actually start streaming them. And if they do, I will definitely let you guys know. Um, but as of last season, this team actually did not stream their games. So okay. fingers crossed they do. Fingers crossed they do. Yeah, that'd be great because if you let us know, we'll make sure that all the fans are, are across uh, where they can catch the games and see you playing in Greece. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sounds good. Vanessa, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so it. much for having me. And um, maybe with any luck, we might be able to try and get in touch with you while you're in Greece and get a bit of an update on how things are going. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Of Fantastic. Course. Would love to. Thanks for your time, Vanessa. Thank you so much. See you later.